This is Friday, August 5th. And before building something significant, it helps to have a plan. It helps to know what you're doing and how you're going to be able to accomplish it. Recently, my son-in-law and I decided to build bunk beds for our North Carolina mountain cabin. We've wanted to create a bunk bed for the third bedroom for years, but we've never taken on the project. We went to our go-to site for wisdom on projects like this, YouTube. And sure enough, we quickly found a video made by a man that engineered and built his own bunk beds. He supplies the drawings, the dimensions, the supply list, and then he shows us how he pulled the plan together all the way to the finished project. Now, I share this because we hear about forgiveness all through the scriptures, but how often do we hear about how we forgive in practice? Is there a process for this? How actually are we to forgive? The good news is Jesus provides a teaching on just this. Here is what he says. This is Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 to 20. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, then tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Now we're going to need to spend a little time unpacking Jesus' teaching here. First, notice that both sin and forgiveness take place in the context of community. Sin affects our community, and our forgiveness often requires the assistance of our community. This process is part of what it means to walk together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Sin is going to happen, so we need to learn how to forgive one another. Sadly, I often hear of communities breaking apart because of misunderstanding or sin. And without the resources of forgiveness in Christ, we don't have a chance of walking together for long. So getting this right is critical for living communities of faith. Now, it's difficult. There's always a cost in forgiving. It's going to hurt to release someone that has offended or hurt you. It's going to be painful to apologize to a brother or sister for hurting them. But second, notice that Jesus gives us a process. He says, first, we are to go to the person that hurt us and speak face to face and person to person. No other people are needed at this point. But going in person will leave no room for gossip or slander. We must speak to the person, not to others about that person. Hopefully there will be agreement with this when this happens, and repentance and healing can begin. But third, notice that Jesus says that if not, 
we are to take two or three others along with us. He says that every matter must be established by two or three witnesses. That almost sounds as if he's talking about building a case against a person that hurt us, or that person building a case against us. But that's not really what he means. Witnesses were people that were neutral, that could hear the matter and then speak the truth about it. You see, we're not being told to go around and found, find allies that agree with us. We are being told that we need others that can hear the matter and do it objectively and tell us the truth of what they see. They may tell us what we don't want to hear. Witnesses could tell us that we're in the wrong. You see, the goal is to get at the truth so that confession and forgiveness can take place. In all of this, the goal is unity, forgiveness, and the restoration of a broken relationship. And finally, Jesus says that if the person does not agree with the report of the neutral witnesses, he or she is to be brought before the church. Now, this doesn't mean that we stand before the congregation at a Sunday worship service and announce a person's sins. It means that we engage the elders of the church to assist in facilitating the reconciliation and restoration process. This is one of the most challenging callings of being an elder in the church. It's mediating disputes and facilitating the process of restoration when sin has taken place. Okay, now I want to take you back to our bunk bed building project. Our plans didn't fit perfectly our desired project. The plans we were presented with had two twin beds, but we wanted a twin bed on top and a full-sized bed on the bottom. That meant we had to alter the plans to fit our need. Now as we read Jesus' teaching on forgiveness, we need to see that his goal is not to get a pound of flesh or to make a person pay for what they have done, but to see his healing grace applied in the lives of people to see people separated by sin brought back together, and to honor Christ and our community of faith. In other words, he doesn't call us to serve the plan, but he gives us a plan that serves the community, people that sin and are hurt by sin, so that true healing might flow. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for opening the way for forgiveness through Jesus. Teach us your way in this that we may walk in love with one another. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.